big week as always nintendo direct it ain't happening tears of the kingdom news pikmin news brand new products we have the teasing of a mario movie Number two, from the man himself, Chris Pratt. We answer your questions. We dive into all the Nintendo news. Well, ladies and gents, would you just absolutely look at us back on the Mario Matter. It's episode 42 of your favorite Nintendo news podcast. How much happier could you be to be here on a Wednesday, on a June 14th. This is around the time Nintendo Directs happen, but guess what? It ain't happening. So, anyways, big week as always. We have the words of a Nintendo Direct happening soon, though. Doesn't look like the week that E3 is normally on, but anyways, that's okay. Tears of the Kingdom news. Pikmin news. We have brand new products for Nintendo coming out, rolling out all this summer. We have the teasing of a Mario movie number two, a good old sequel. We have the teasing of this kind of project in the works from the man himself, Chris Pratt. No random, random, uncredible leaker. Chris Pratt says it or something similar to that. We'll get to it. We answer your questions. We dive into all the Nintendo news. (sighs) Deep breath. Before all the news, the calm before the storm, so to speak. Let's not delay what you want to hear about and discuss, comment on, and digest. Let's get to all of the Nintendo news, beginning with the headline segment. And now, your headline segment. So if you've been around these parts of the podcast before, you know the headline segment is all for many bits of Nintendo news. Some big pieces, too. But we have some segments later on where we'll kind of deep dive into bigger topics. But for the headline segment, we have good pieces of news from the past seven days. Today is June 14th, 2023, as of posting the podcast. So dating back to June 7th, seven days ago, we have... Tons of news to dive into, beginning with June 7th. First piece of news, Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mean, guys, when was the last time Animal Crossing New Horizons was in the news? The game is dead in terms of updates and kind of stuff, so it's not about that. But what we do have is an Animal Crossing New Horizons Creatures of the Sea Japan Aquarium collaboration that was announced June 7th. So, what the heck is this? It probably won't affect you because you're not in Japan, I would assume, or maybe you are. Maybe like 0.1% listens from Japan. I don't know, but I think most are from the US and the UK and these kinds of places. So, maybe you are in Japan. If you are, you're lucky, all right? You are lucky. You have an aquarium collaboration. What is this? So, this will be held at the... Umigatari Jotsu Aquarium. I messed that up, but you know what I'm talking about if you're in Japan, if it affects you. So this is going to be held from June 15th, 2023 to to September 18th this year. And what it'll kind of be is you're in the aquarium, you're walking around, and you can, you can look at Animal Crossing fish from the actual game. So it'll feature 30 fish from Animal Crossing New Horizons. And written next to the fish will be information from Blathers himself. We know Blathers likes to over-talk a whole lot. So you might be reading for a while. But no, you can see the fish from the game. Like, for example, 
I'm not sure what fish will be there, but like say for example a sea bass. Blathers will write some information on the sea bass, and you can actually see a sea bass in the aquarium, from what I understand. And there's also a stamp rally book that'll be available to purchase for 200 yen, or about $1.44 uh, in US terms, which is actually very, very cheap. I don't know why it's that cheap. Normally, okay, if this was an aquarium that was in the US, I mean, it would definitely be like. 20 bucks for this book, right? It would be 20 bucks. It's not even, it's not going to be cheap at all, but no, it's going to be $1.44 or 200 yen. And that's cheap. So if you're in Japan, you know, make your way over to the aquarium and do the stuff, look at the fish and have a jolly time for 200 yen. Cheap, cheap stuff. And then also on June 7th, we had announced Nintendo Live 2023, the kind of Nintendo convention being held in Seattle this September, from September 1st to September 4th this year, we got merchandise announced for this event, so you, you can actually go ahead and pre-order the merch now, it'll ship in August and you'll have it by September, I believe it'll also be sold at the convention in September, but what is the merch you might be wondering? Well, we have a lot of stuff. Let's go through. Beginning with a shirt, we have a hoodie, a mug, a rally towel. Not sure why that's really in there. I mean, it makes sense, but uh, not what you would expect. We have a Switch case. I think that's my favorite one. And then some pins. We have a Nintendo Live pin. We have a Pikmin pin, a Splatoon pin, Mario pin, Zelda pin, and Animal Crossing pin. Six pins to... I guess, pin toe, whatever. What do you even use pins on your shirt? I mean, I guess, but, you know, you'll find a spot for those. Anyways, once again, they do ship in August. They're all pretty fairly priced, I would say. Now, I like the Switch case the most, and the reason being, I think it's just so cool to have some kind of, I guess, memorabilia that relates to a certain era of a console if this makes any any kind of sense like just having a case of a convention that you went to like for your switch it's something about it it's gonna be really hard to explain and kind of I guess describe but like for me if I was going to that uh to that convention I would buy that out of anything because it's, it's always with these shirts that you can grow out of hoodies grow out of mugs break your Switch case, though, could be a great little collectible, and there's not too many Switch cases out there. I mean, sorry, there's a lot, but not many, like, great ones. I think that is a great one, not to mention very, very colorful, stands out, it pops. I like the case a lot, but there's a whole lot of merch. You'll have it in August, so then you can go over to the convention in September, and as I said, they will definitely have it there. If they didn't, that'd be weird. So if you want, you, you can also wait and kind of decide you have until September to decide, so feel free to take your time. And then, guess what? For our Pokemon fans, our Team Rocket-specific fans, we have a Team Rocket HQ clothing collection releasing on the Pokemon website. Now, we don't have much information as of now, but there's going to be more, quote-unquote, more than 30 mix-and-match pieces, including oversized t-shirts and jackets, 
a reversible quilted vest, loose fit joggers, hats, socks, and more. So if you're a Team Rocket fan, I mean, you are celebrating out of your mind. You can dress up. This is your Halloween costume. I mean, seriously, if you want to go as a Team Rocket, uh, what would you call it? Like Team Rocket team member? Member? Team Rocket member? For Halloween, I mean, it's not going to be hard. It, it really won't be hard. This is your Halloween outfit. You know, it's easy. It's going to be on their site. I could not find a certain release date, but if, if we go over to their site redirecting you, uh, it doesn't really say, but it does say coming soon to the Pokemon Center. So if we do find out when it comes out, we will let you know on the Mario Matter with the Chitter Chatter. All right, so that is all the news from last Wednesday, June 7th. Now we move to June 8th news, which would be that Thursday. Now, on June 8th, news broke. Now, we had heard rumblings and rumors about this earlier this year, but on June 8th, the, the news kind of broke. It broke from a man named Jeff Snyder that a Legend of Zelda movie is in the works and, well, sorry, in the works to be a done deal, is working to be a done deal and finalized to begin production. Now, I made a long-form video on this entire thing and why I believe it's a mistake. If you want to watch that, I'll leave it in the description. Uh, I won't go too far into depth because we have that video, but I will say where this comes from comes from Jeff Snyder, who is a reputable source in the movie industry. He said on the Hot Mike podcast, the deal is close to being finalized. And yeah, I gave my thoughts on it. I don't think it's a good idea. I like the idea of Zelda Entertainment, but an Illumination, sorry, it's being close to done with Illumination, same as the Mario movie. I don't think Illumination should be the company who is making the Zelda movie, mainly because, and I said this in the video, they make like happy joy movies like Minions or um, what was the other, Sing, or even the Mario movie could be seen as a kid's movie. It's not, but like, you know, it will very much so appeal to children. They make real kiddie movies, you know. Sing and Despicable Me is enough to kind of get the idea. They, from my knowledge, haven't really made a serious movie. So, with a serious franchise like Zelda, I don't really know how you plan on making that serious when you have a reputation of making kids' movies. Now, maybe it'll be their first venture into making serious movies, and they want to do more of that, but I don't know if Zelda is where you start with that, because you have to please a lot of people here, and if you're going to make your first serious movie, your first work of art is never going to be as good as like your 20th work of art, so... It's just a terrible idea. It's terrible. Not to mention, Link voice actor, Illumination art style. I mean, it's just going to be a bit rough. So, that is a rumor from a reputable source. But it's not done. So, we still have time. Nintendo can back out of the deal and be like, Oh, buddy, hold on. Hold on. M. Swizzle is right. He is right. Let's do an anime series, like I said in the vi in the blah, in the video. You can go and watch that in the description. But anyways, that is for the Zelda movie. I, I don't even know. It's not it's not smart. It's not smart. But anyways, that is potentially 
close to being finalized. And then speaking of Zelda news, we have a Q&A that is being released in several parts with two tiers of the Kingdom developers, A.G. Aonuma, and I always mess up this guy's name, Hidamaro, Hidamaro, what if we Google Hidamaro pronunciation? Let's see, how to pronounce, click and Hudmaro, Hudmaro, you guys know who I'm talking about, the two main guys for the Zelda series, or two of the main guys at least. And so, Nintendo has been releasing clips on their Twitter with a Q&A of these two guys, and it seems like they sat down and did a long Q&A, but they're putting out little clips day by day. So I, I believe there was a three-day gap in between two clips, and as of June 13th right now, we have two clips that were released where they were asked a few questions. So the first clip, they were asked, quote, here's the question. The new Ultra Hand infusibilities let Link combine things together. What was your intent when adding these new abilities? And then, Hidamaro, I'm going to mess up this guy's name until the end of time. But he says, whether it's on the surface, in the sky, or in a cave, we wanted players to try their hand at being able to freely curate whatever comes to mind by combining versatile items in a vast field. So that's kind of their reasoning behind the Ultra Hand Infuse stuff, and it does sound very cool. Certainly an upgrade from Breath of the Wild's abilities. Thank you there. Kind of simple answer, but, you know, Ultra Hand, Fuse, you like the abilities, don't you? So... You can't, you can't complain here. And then the second clip that was released, what I believe was June 11th, but kind of ties into the June 8th news because it's the same topic. They were asked, Link has several new abilities in this game. Did you have all these ideas ready from the, from the beginning? Or were some added as you discovered new challenges while developing the game? And then Adrian Numa says, After entering a cave and exploring, we had talked about how it's a lot of work to go all the way back to the entrance. Then, the discussion led to the idea that you could exit the cave if you could pass through to the top. Once we put that into the game, we realized this can expand on the idea of vertical play, and that's how Ascend came to be a main ability. Now, what I had thought of when, when reading this is, I believe, and I hope I'm not wrong here, was it in Twilight Princess or... Oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, I'm so stupid. Hold on. Wait. Isn't there a way in Legend of Zelda to, like, escape a cave once you're, like, halfway in it? Okay, so what I was thinking of was... I thought Pokemon... I confused Pokemon X with, with Zelda. How you can, like, escape, like, caves and stuff. Oh, I'm so stupid. Okay, hold on. But isn't there, like, a way... Isn't in, like, Skyward Sword... Or like Twilight Princess to um, get out of a cave without, you know, having to ascend. Isn't there a way, or am I confusing it with Pokemon X, like the escape rope or whatever? Oh, I'm stupid. I wrote this note down in my, well, notes. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to bring up how you're already able to do that in past Zelda games. And reading it out right now, I was like, oh gosh, that's a Pokemon feature. But uh, anyways, ascending out of a cave is definitely nice. Uh, like, I, I think I did it in the, in the Elden region. You're able to, you know, there's obviously caves if you play Breath of the Wild. 
Uh, I, I ascended a few times there, and a few other places as well. I think you even do it. Sorry, I'll stop spoiling the game. Anyways, Ascend is a great ability, and it's nice to, to get out of terrible, terrible situations. But this little Q&A series has been going on for a few days now, and there may be even more parts to the interview. So look out on... I found it on Nintendo's Twitter, but it might also be like on their Instagram, like like reels or something, or their main posts. I probably should have checked that, but I would assume it's on there. It should not be a Twitter exclusive thing. So they have more Q&A parts coming, I would think. Look out on their social medias. And then, guess what, guys? We barely ever report on non-Nintendo news, but I am reporting on this because, one, it's massive. Two, I feel that a lot of Nintendo fans tend to like this kind of stuff. So I'll go ahead and report. We got a brand new Sonic game announced for fall of 2023. The title is Sonic Superstars. Now, this is a 2D Sonic game for a change compared to Sonic Frontiers or even like a Sonic Colors, the remaster from a few years ago that we got on the Switch or the... Yeah, it's a remaster, right? Remaster! So a quote from the website of Sonic Superstars has said, quote, a new spin on a classic, the 2D Sonic high-speed side-scrolling action platforming you know and love, reimagined with fully 3D graphics, new powers and abilities, an all-new setting, and new ways to play. You've never played classic Sonic like this before. So yes, 2D with 3D graphics. Very nice. I am interested. I, I am, I'm intrigued. I watched the trailer, and... Let me tell you, what does it for me is not even the game. I don't even like, I will buy a Sonic game. But man, when a Sonic game releases in the fall, you know it's going to be a great fall. I'm not kidding. Look at Sonic Frontiers. Look at, oh gosh, there was one for like the, the, the 3DS where it released in fall. I think so. Oh man, Sonic Falls are good falls. So when I saw that, I was like, oh buddy. 2023 is gonna be a fantastic year. I'm serious. That's actually like what I thought when I saw that. Anyways, the game looks great. We don't have many details, which is why I read a quote from the website. So not too much. Uh, we actually have a little bit of details later on in the headline segment, but not too much. Obviously, it's a just announced game. You aren't gonna have too many details. But we do have one thing that if you are interested in buying this game, you should definitely do you can actually receive a free Modern Amy Rose outfit when you subscribe to the Sonic newsletter. So, I've gone ahead and done this. And they'll mail you, or I guess email you, not mail you. That would be a lot of work. They will email you a code to use in the Sonic Superstars game. What I would assume is DLC, or maybe you you put it into the game itself. I don't know. Uh, you can put in a code, and you will get a Amy Rose outfit. Now, how to subscribe to the newsletter? I'll leave the link in the description, the sources and links paste bin. I'll leave it in there. You can go, and I would subscribe with an email that you don't use every single day because, I mean, unless you like really want to know about Sonic, uh, I subscribed with my email that I use, but not as much as like my business email. So I would do that and then check back 
news will probably make the rounds when they're being sent out. Like, I'll, I'll probably notify you when codes are being sent out. So just go back into that email then and then check for the code. No need to have it go to your main email when it's a bunch of baloney that you don't need to hear about. Now, once again, if you like Sonic, feel free to put in your, your main email, but I'm not doing that, and that's a little easy way around it. And it's a free outfit. I don't know why you wouldn't do this. So subscribe to the newsletter. Get your Sonic news right to your email, and there you go. Now, speaking of other free stuff from June 8th, now we have Pokemon fans. It is your time of the podcast. Excuse me. We have another free distribution code for you Pokemon fans around these parts in town. Now, the Japanese YouTube channel After School Club has been advertising the code. They put it out. This code that I will give you in approximately 30 seconds, maybe even less, maybe even more, will give you a TM028 Bulldoze and a TM086 Rock Slide. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pokemon fans. That gives you those two moves to use on a Pokemon and have them learn these moves. Now, the code to receive both of these things is Play Double, but the O in Double, as you might know if you've put in codes before, is a zero. The zero, the, sorry, the, the O in double is a zero. So P-L-A-Y-D-0-U-B-L-E, play double. And this code expires on June 30th. So make sure that you use it within the next, uh, what's it, 16 days or so. Make sure that you put that in. Get your uh, Pokemon code there. I... I mean, honestly, for me, I don't feel like putting in the Pokemon cartridge and, and getting it. I don't know. I mean, it's out there if you're a avid Pokemon Violet or Scarlet player. Yeah, go, go and get it and teach your Pokemon some new moves. Apart from that, more Pokemon news. We have two more po- pieces, of po- of pieces of Pokemon news. Say that 10 times fast. Pieces of Pokemon news from June 8th. We got one Pokemon Unite has been updated to version 1.10.1.1. What a number. Uh, it's it's nothing big. It's just good old bug fixes. So I'll leave the patch notes in the description if you want to read that. But it's nothing too interesting. What is interesting, though, for, for Pokemon Unite is Leafeon is now available. And we have the entire scoop on Leafeon's moves and all the information around Leafeon. So... Now, if you're a Unite player, you can go ahead and purchase Leafeon. Now, Leafeon's level 1 and 2 moves are Swift and Quick Attack. Level 4 moves are Razor Leaf and Solar Blade. Level 6 moves are Aerial Ace and Leaf Blade. And then Leafeon's Unite move is Emerald to Step. Now, in terms of moves... I have no idea what any of those are. Well, I have a decent idea what, you know, Quick Attack and Razor Leaf and Aerial Ace. But, like, you know, I'm not a Pokemon Unite guy. Not even, like, a giant Pokemon guy in itself. So, I will rely on my Pokemon fans knowing what all this is and digesting the information. Now, we do have a bit of a quote from the, uh, oh, no, sorry. This is, I believe, describing what the Emerald 2-step is. Leafeon leaps at the designated opposing Pokemon, dealing damage to it and decreasing its movement speed. After that, Leafeon leaps up and lands with force, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon in the area of effect. 
those opposing Pokemon take more damage the closer they are to the center of the area of effect. So that is what the Emerald two-step does, the, the two-step shuffle, the Leafeon two-step, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those names. So more information on Leafeon. Strong against Decidueye, and then also weak against Snorlax. And you can purchase Leafeon 13,000 Aos coins or 575 Aos gems to purchase the Leafeon. There you go, Pokemon Unite fans. Jump into the game, update your game, and get back to playing. Then June 9th, we got a lot of news as well. Beginning with a little bit of an interesting topic. One that we don't normally see or... I guess report on too often we have an interesting one for you so a company named Circana has done a survey and a study on I guess it's mainly like dem like gender demographics of gamers really and they have actually found that 52% of Nintendo Switch consoles are female owned in the US so they surveyed somewhere around 10,000 U.S. households, and all participants were over the age of 13. Now, immediately when I saw this, I, I thought, okay, do we credit Animal Crossing New Horizons for the main reason, you know, for this? And that's not like a stereotype, because it's factual. I googled Animal Crossing gender demographics and Iwata Satoru Iwata when New Leaf was in its prime stage says what I find interesting is that the 3DS core users consist of 69% male and 31% female but when I look at the numbers of people that, that bought Animal Crossing New Leaf and the 3DS handheld together recently I see 44% male and 56% female. So it's always been a thing, or at least since then, that Animal Crossing is a bit more of the female demographic. And you know, with the surge of the pandemic in 2020, uh, a lot of people bought Switches with Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, and so I would think that's the uh, a big factor for that anyway. Uh, but anyways, I mean, it's definitely cool to kind of see that information, but Animal Crossing New Horizons doing, doing the big work. Now, I'm not saying that's all the reason why females are, uh, are higher than, than males. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even like care too much. I'm just saying like kind of a, I guess, different perspective on that, that I don't see anyone discussing. So there you go. 52% are female owned. Then moving on from that little bit of news, new Nintendo product, so to speak. We have Nintendo Australia selling Tears of the Kingdom Zelda game Master Sword pin. So it is a golden Master Sword pin. Now, this is actually sold at the Nintendo Tokyo store. And now it is in Australia. Maybe it'll be in the UK next or the US next or somewhere else next. It's in Australia, and you can buy it on the site. Maybe it'll come to other regions. I mean, you know, we'll have to see. It's a nice-looking pin, though. It's, like, kind of the, uh, it looks like a decayed Master Sword. Like, it has those little, 
I guess, what do you call it? Like little empty spots on the top with the Triforce logo. Nice looking pin. I just, I don't know. Why does Nintendo like double down on pins? Because like, if you're like me, you never use pins. Like you have absolutely no reason to even use a pin ever. So I never really understood why they double down on pins and, and that kind of stuff. But they do it like even for Nintendo Live. They've got pins for the uh, Australia. They have pins for Zelda. They have pins for the Collector's Edition. They have pins like pins, 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 pins for Zelda fans. Th this will cost you though. 17 bucks Australian for the pin. That is going to convert to, let's see, $11.54 US. So really not a bad price, but also not a good one for the Master Sword. Uh, it's just one pin. So a little bit expensive, but not as bad as I thought. Anyways, that is there for all my Australians listening to the podcast. Then final news for June 9th, we have a brand new... Mario Kart Tour Tour announced. This is the Mario versus Luigi Tour. Who operating Mario Kart Tour in the whole mobile team woke up and chose violence? Like, who chose violence? Who who just woke up and said, Alright guys, next tour, we're putting Man 1 versus Man 2 and they're going to fight each other. Who, who approved this? Anyways, in the trailer... The first thing I notice, apart from the Mario and Luigi tour, is they show a shot of Luigi in Golden Knight armor. Okay, hold on, back up. Luigi's not the hero. They showed Luigi in, like, gold armor, like a whole knight suit. Like, ugh. it's a cool-looking tour. I'll tell you that much. And so, basically, how this appears to work is... The Mario Kart Tour team has tweeted out on their Twitter, of course, two teams for Mario and Luigi. Now, it appears based on what character you choose is what team you're on. So, for example, there's a whole list of characters on Team Mario. So, for example, if you choose Toad, Peach, Mario, Pauline, these are all Team Mario characters. So, if you race with them... You're on Team Mario. Now, if you race with characters like Luigi, Daisy, Dry Bones, any of the Koopalings, Birdo, all of that, you are on Team Luigi. I'll, I'll put those lists on the screen if you want to look at the full list, obviously. Even Funky Kong is on Team Luigi, so choose wisely here. If you want to use Funky Kong, you're on Team Luigi. Anyways, for me personally, I mean... <sighs> I'll probably be on Team Mario. Like, if I had a pick, I'll be on Team Mario beginning June 14th, which is today as of posting the podcast. Go ahead, pick your team, and start racing. There are going to be three new tracks added with this entire tour event, one being the N64 Mario Raceway. Of course, from Mario Kart 64, we have the Game Boy Advance, so that is Mario Kart Super Circuit. We have the Luigi Circuit coming to Mario Kart Tour, and then the GameCube Mario Kart Double Dash, Waluigi Stadium. Those three tracks will come to Mario Kart Tour for this little event on June 14th in these last two weeks, so you could 
go ahead and assume the tour will be over on June 28th. That is a plus 14 days. And there's also going to be some me racing suits. We have the Monty Mole and the Waluigi me racing suits. So self-explanatory, if you use a me, you can put on a cool little suit as you can in Mario Kart 8 as well. You can put on a suit, Monty Mole suit and Waluigi looking suit. There are also going to be two new suits released on June 28th for the next tour. We don't know what those will be, but those will release then. We have the silhouette of these suits. We will find out very shortly, not next podcast, but the one after that, I think. Actually, will be just short because the next, no, 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 today, today is June 14th. So on June 28th is when the, the next podcast will come out. We will know by then. So now we get to all of the June 10th news. June 10th was a Saturday, and you guys know Nintendo, they really hate announcing anything on the weekends. It's just not a thing that they do, and so we gotta get our news from somewhere else. And where do you get news from? You you get news from Chris Pratt, who voiced Mario in the Mario movie. Now, he did an interview recently, and he was asked about the Mario movie, and he maybe accidentally kind of teased the sequel to the Super Mario Bros. movie. Now, what do I mean? This tease isn't like, oh boy, look for some news coming soon. It's not like that. It's not super concrete, but he still does mention it. Now, here is the quote. It's very short. Quote, When the negotiations have been completed and the writers feel comfortable moving forward, then it'll be time to start talking about what's next for that. And he was referring to the Mario movie. Now, we kind of knew that there would be a sequel, as even last episode, we touched on another voice actor who did Bowser uh, in French, talking about how there will be a trilogy for the movie, so a sequel is definitely warranted, should that be true, and I think all all roads kind of point to a sequel being made. Uh, if I had to guess, 2025 or 6, so definitely could expect a sequel in the near future, near as in like a few years, not near as in like a few months, so just be ready for that. And then, apart from the Chris Pratt news, the rumor from Chris Pratt, the tease from Chris Pratt or Mario, we do have the Sonic producer touching on the newly announced Sonic Superstars game that we actually touched on not too long ago, a few minutes ago, really. And so, he has spoken with IGN, we all know IGN, good old IGN, reputable and everything, he has spoken, he as in Takashi Izuka, one of the producers, he has spoken with them and he has said this about the brand new Sonic game. And here's a summary. There will be no returning areas from previous Sonic titles in Sonic Superstars. It'll all be brand new. Shocker, maybe. Here's what he had to say. Quote, what we wanted to do with Sonic Superstars is really create something new and go in there and create these brand new islands that you get to explore as Sonic. We wanted to take Sonic to the brand new North Star Islands and have Sonic run around in this new environment. 
So we wanted to make brand new places for Sonic to go in this new title. So what's great about this is, yeah, you will see some areas maybe reused in some Sonic games. What's so great here is like you have your good old 2D Sonic game. You have another one, you know, whatever. This is a totally brand new game. This is no remake. This is no remaster. It's, I mean, we, we kind of knew this, but like with some Sonic games, you can kind of get to saying like it's very similar to the last one. This is an all brand new game releasing this fall. That's exciting. Brand new areas, brand new game. Should be good. I'm excited to dive into it this fall. We don't have a release date exactly, but I mean, if we know Sonic games, they release, you know, in terms of fall, they release, they they like November a lot. And I'm not only saying that because of um, Sonic Frontiers. I believe there were a few others that also released in November. Uh, could be October. We'll have to see. Around that kind of time frame. It's not always like September. It's around the good old October, November holiday time before December. So we'll see. December also has some bit of fall in there because I believe winter begins on December 20, like third or second. So there's some fall in there if they really want to push it. But you, you could expect, I mean, if I had to place a bet, I'd say November or like even mid-October wouldn't be bad. So anyways, Sonic news there. Then June 11th. We got Nintendo Switch maintenance announced, or at least made public. It wasn't a whole announcement, you know. They don't want to. They don't want to announce maintenance and stuff. But we do have Switch eShop maintenance taking place a while from now. Uh, but it's still happening, so good to report before the next episode. We have eShop maintenance taking place on. I mean, it's the night. It's time zone stuff, right? So it's a two-hour-long maintenance on June nineteenth. At 9.30 p.m. Pacific Time to 11.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Now, it's weird because if you convert that to Eastern Time, that's now June 20th at 12.30 a.m. So, it looks like a, it looks like a whole different date, but it's not. It's June 20th at 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time to 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time. For UK Time, it's June 20th at 5.30 a.m. to 7.30. You kind of get the point. Convert it as you must. But there is eShop Maintenance. It's going to take place, and just don't try to buy a late-night birthday gift for someone's birthday who was on June 20th because you won't be able to do that. You can't surprise your son with a Switch that has a downloaded gift. Like, you can't go on your son's Switch and sneak a game on there and surprise him for his birthday. Don't buy games that late. Don't plan any kind of late-night gaming session with your friends where you download the game. You know, you just, just do it earlier, right? Do it earlier. Anyways, that is all for June 11th. That was a Sunday. Then June 12th, which was the Monday, which was two days ago as of posting the podcast. We got June 12th news. Number one, the Super Mario Bros. movie has achieved... 18th highest grossing movie of all time. Now, we do know the Mario movie to be second highest grossing animated movie just behind uh, Frozen 2 and also behind The Lion King, which is a remake, so we don't really count that. But if you count that, third, but really the second highest grossing animated movie of all time. Now it's the 18th highest grossing any movie of all time, which that right there is really, really big. Any movie ever. Any movie. With, with number one being Avatar. 
That's insane. 18th of all time. Sorry, it's just a crazy number. I, I, I have to keep on saying it. It's crazy. So, big achievements there for Illumination and Nintendo. Like, I thought it would be big, but 18th is crazy. And then also, Mario Movie News. We got the Mario Movie Power-Up Edition from Nintendo released. So, as of now, if you are hearing my voice, the Mario Movie has been released uh, on DVD, all that. It, I believe, released on June 13th, but on June 12th, uh, Nintendo made theirs available. I believe this is... I don't know if, if this is only available through Nintendo or if they sell this edition through Walmart. There's like tons of different, you know, kind of editions of the DVD. But here's one called the Power-Up Edition. It'll include the Blu-ray DVD disc. So those are two separates, I believe. And then the digital code to put it in on your device, whether it be an Apple TV, whether it be an uh, Apple device, you know, whatever, to stream it on the go or just, you know, on a bigger screen. Any of that, you can redeem it through digital. So it's kind of like a whole bundle. You're kind of buying like three movies because really, if you had a Blu-ray player, a DVD player, and an, an Apple TV, you could really watch the, 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 the movie you know, at, at three different times all at once. So you're paying a hefty fee. And what's cool about this is it also includes special content. So it'll include a little getting to know the cast segment. It'll include leveling up, making the Super Mario Bros. movie, what we can assume is a behind the scenes look at how it was it was made. The Super Mario Bros. movie field guide. I'm not sure what that'll be. The Peaches lyric video. That's a good one lyric video for the great song and then leadership lessons from Anya Taylor-Joy good to know and so what kind of shocked me here and I shouldn't be shocked but like you know because it makes sense but this will all cost you $39.98 for everything I just said the three ways to watch the movie and all the behind the scenes content a little bit hefty, I would say, $39. I mean, I don't know. I guess you are buying three ways to watch and behind-the-scenes content. It's just a bit more than I thought it would be. I thought maybe 30 bucks, which is similar, obviously. But yeah, a little pricey for what I thought it would be. Anyways, that, that is available on the Nintendo site, maybe elsewhere as well. Um... I want it so bad. I don't... Maybe I'll buy it. We'll see. And then, also for June 12th news, before we get to June 13th, we have my Nintendo Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sticker sheet. This was revealed and is available now. Now, there are 11 stickers. If we look at this listing, we have a Mario in a cart sticker. They're all, like, animated. We have a Toad in a cart sticker. We have a Peach on her little motorcycle sticker, a star item sticker, a blooper sticker, a coin sticker, a shell sticker, a fire flower sticker, gold mushroom, the little horn that like kind of makes everyone lose balance sticker, and a bullet bill sticker. These are vinyl stickers. How many times have, have I said stickers? Anyways, these are vinyl stickers, and honestly... I don't know if the size, like, is, is an illusion, but in the other picture that they have shown, 
they show these stickers on a suitcase. And they look pretty big, but at the same time, I think it could be like a very, very tiny suitcase. Therefore, uh, showing an illusion, making these stickers look bigger than they actually are. I don't know. Maybe they are actually that big. Now, the size of the entire sheet is 8.5 inches by 11 inches, so about a foot long. So they could be bigger, you know, bigger than, than like very, very tiny. But... I don't know if they're as big as they kind of display them to be. I don't want to buy them because it costs 300 platinum points, which isn't bad at all. But it's 6 to $8 shipping depending on your location. For me, it was about 7 bucks. I've seen it be 6 I've seen it be 8 Depends on where you are. But I don't want to buy that because uh, <laughs> I, I have no use for it. But... Don't expect them to be gigantic, like like wall decals. Don't don't expect this, right? Anyways, those are available on my my Nintendo. It is limited to one per account. So definitely, if you want to buy multiple, make those accounts. Maybe they'll even refuse to ship it to you because you know maybe it's like one per address. So if you want multiple for some reason, um, there's. There might be might be some workaround, but yeah, one per person normally. Then moving to June 13th, we only have one piece of news on June 13th as of right now. Maybe like there will be some late night kind of stuff, but as of now, we only have one piece of news, which is the Splatoon 3 version 4.0.2 update has released. And guess what, guys? Normally, if you look at Splatoon 3 updates, you would know the patch notes are so long. They are long. They are hefty. It's a bunch of small changes, but guess what? This update is actually not too big. We can actually read all of the patch notes. Now, it's still a tiny bit lengthy, but not too long. So, let's begin. Fixes to multiplayer is the title. One. Fixed an issue where the game would run slower than expected during battles compared to version 3.1.1 or, or earlier, so a bit faster now, so to speak. Then took measures to fix an issue in clam blitz mode, where if a player passed a clam or power clam to an ally standing in front of the goal, that clam or power clam would remain in the ally's position, oh, sorry, possession, even if it was counted as going into the goal, then fixed an issue in clam blitz mode that sometimes caused a clam to not travel according to the predicted trajectory line shown by pressing the button to throw it. So it would fall short. It would not go all the way. They fixed that. Then they fixed an issue in anarchy battle open that would that always caused a communication error to occur. When joining a group with friends, depending on the status of the group members, tiny bit vague there, but that's all fixed and ready to go. Then, fixes to Salmon Run, we are almost done here. Fixes to Salmon Run, we have one issue fixed. Fixed an issue where the game would run slower than expected during shifts compared to version 3.1.1 or earlier. So, it seems like Splatoon got a whole lot slower here. They have now fixed that. And then one more last fix. They have also fixed 
uh, the title is Other Fixes. They fixed an issue where the game would run slower than expected in Splatsville compared to version 3.1.1 or early. Speed up your game! I mean, j speed it up! What happened? How did we get so slow here? Are, are, are there snails operating the dang servers? Come on! This is insane! Anyways, that is all for the headline segment of Nintendo News. Could you believe it? I think you can. Anyways, we have two segments of, of news to dive into and discuss. Then we have the last segment answering your questions. Let's go ahead. Let's get to our first segment involving Pikmin. And it's actually really interesting. We have news. But apart from that, what I want to uh, discuss there is really interesting. It's interesting stuff. We have to take a look. Let's go ahead. Let's get to it. Now, if I could direct your attention, Pikmin fans or anybody who wants to play Pikmin 4, we have news for you. Now, before you go ahead and skip this segment because you don't like Pikmin, I mean, I put out a poll the other day on my channel and 80% said they did not want to buy Pikmin 4 in July. They were not going to buy it, which shocked me. 80%. That's a lot of people, man. Now... I want to discuss, for those who might have said no or said yes, I want to discuss why that is. Because there's a big reason for it, and it's an undoable reason. And it sucks to see. I want to kind of later on in the segment discuss why that is. Anyways, with Pikmin 4 news, you might notice we reported on none of it during the headline segment. It was all saved up for here. We have two pieces of news, then discussing Pikmin in general. So, Pikmin 4 pre-order bonuses. We have two, can you call it three? You'll see why we might be able to call it three later on. Now, beginning with the Pikmin 4 water bottle pre-order bonus if you pre-order from Walmart. It is a nice looking yellow water bottle with the Pikmin. Now, this is while supplies last. It is stainless steel, and can I just say, it looks really good. Now, here's my unfortunate thing. I pre-ordered the game from GameStop. If I pre-ordered from Walmart, I would have a water bottle. Now, here's the thing. I'll tell you this right now. Don't get too caught up in this Pikmin 4 pre-order bonus. GameStop kind of always, nearly, almost, pretty much, most of the time has a pre-order bonus for anything that Walmart does. Tears of the Kingdom, they did it better. There's a few other examples. Like, if Walmart's got one, GameStop will probably have one. So don't get too caught up. But if it's, like, amazing to you, then sure. Maybe go ahead and buy it. And so we'll see if, if other stores have a pre-order bonus. But then, guess what? Guess what other stores do? And I believe this was actually revealed, I think, first. We got Nintendo UK Pikmin 4 pre-order bonuses. Now, here's the thing. I think this could be better than the Walmart pre-order bonus. Guess what? When you pre-order Pikmin 4 in the UK on Nintendo's UK website, you can get, or you will get, a extra phone stand... And if you pay £6.50, you can also add on Pikmin keychains. Three of them. 
I mean, <laughs> that's one of the best pre-order bonuses I've ever seen in my life. A phone stand? Like, I, I could use that right here and, like, look at, like, all, all the notes. Pikmin phone stand and add-on keychains if you decide to pay an extra £6.50. You can bundle it up. And it's three Pikmin keychains, one sitting on a die, one holding a button, and one holding what appears to be a tomato, or is that a cherry? A, t a tomato, it looks like a, like a cherry. A cherry it is. I mean, this is like one of the coolest things ever. Where's the love? Why only in the UK? Okay, I'm sorry. Let the UK have their thing. Not to mention, there's also Pikmin 4 shirts available. Nothing to do with pre-orders. They're separate. But they're getting a lot of Pikmin stuff. Now, maybe, uh, you know, there is great reason. Maybe most of the Pikmin sales come from the UK. I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe they just want to be nice. I don't know. It's a rough time out here if you already placed a pre-order for Pikmin 4 at GameStop. It's rough. But for those who have not yet pre-ordered the game... Right now, as of this second, your best bet is Walmart, uh, if you're in the US, UK, pretty obvious what you should do. Anywhere else, I believe Taiwan and Hong Kong have a cup, I guess cup cap, cup cover, was what it was, what, uh, what it was called. And so that's available, but yeah, nothing else for any other regions that we know about if we do find anything anything else out we will report it on the mario matter with the chitter chatter so yeah if anything else comes our way we'll let you know but apart from that apart from pikmin news i did want to discuss um that poll that i put out so i put out this poll as i mentioned at the beginning of the segment if you skipped through maybe you didn't hear me talk about it here's the thing I put out, will you buy a Pikmin 4 this July? Now, keep in mind the July part. 80% have said they will not pick up Pikmin 4 this July. 20% say yes. Now, it's it's actually 19% yes, 81% no, if that means anything to you. Now, I think a lot of Pikmin fans, one, didn't like this, and two, didn't expect it. I'm not going to call myself some sort of Pikmin veteran, or some Pikmin fan. I have barely even touched the series. I'm actually in the middle of playing through Pikmin 1 on the Wii, uh, if you are curious on, on where I am. I'm on day 9, I think, and I'm not doing, like, like above average. I'm, like, doing average. Like, I think I'm, like, I've been finding, like, one part a day, and then I found two parts in one day. So I'm, like, on, I'm on day 9, with nine parts collected. I'm not doing like amazing, but Pikmin's kind of hard, man. It's it's a little bit hard, you know, I think anyway. And so, anyways, why is Pikmin not a big fan favorite game? I want to discuss this. Why is it not? Now, I've talked to Pikmin fans and people who know kind of the whole series and I've been uh, you know, playing the games ever since the first one came out back in 2001. I've been talking to these people, I've been Googling, and it, in my eyes and in their eyes, Pikmin got off to a really, I guess, rough start. It got off to a rough start, and that's pretty much a big reason why it's not a fan favorite. So, Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2, 
released on the GameCube 2001 and 2004. How many copies did those games sell? Well, Pikmin 1 sold 1.6 million, Pikmin 2 sold 1.12 million. And if you know Nintendo and GameCube games, those are not outstanding numbers like for the GameCube. It's it's decent, but it's not amazing. And then when these two games got ported or kind of remade and remastered, I would say, that was when both of the games just about sold, just about half a million. I mean, <laughs> Pikmin's rough, dude. Pikmin's rough. And so because of these sales, like, you might think that means nothing. You might think, okay, well, it can always make a good old comeback in the future. Because of these sales, it's not like too many people are even talking about about Pikmin as a whole series and a franchise. It's not even like that. Do you want to know what the best-selling Pikmin game is? Bro, it's Pikmin Bloom that released in 2021 for free on the App Store. 3 million downloads. Is it even called like best-selling? It's best downloads, but you know, that's like the, the biggest one. And so moving on from those two half a million Wii games, Pikmin 3, guess what? Dude, if you thought it was bad enough that Pikmin 1 and 2 were on the GameCube... Pikmin 3 then releases on the Wii U. That's that's bad. That's really bad. That's bad. If you don't know, the Wii U is one of the worst selling Nintendo consoles behind the Virtual Boy, if you can if you can call that a console. Anyways, that's real bad. Guess how many copies that sells? 1.27. Dude, Pikmin has never really been on point. Is, is my camera in focus? Uh, oh my gosh. It's in manual focus. Switch that. Now now we're in better focus. Anyways. With Pikmin here. 1.27. That's horrendous. That's really, really, really bad. So then... The Pikmin team is trying to figure out things here. They're trying to make moves. They're trying to make plays, right? They're trying to make plays. So they cook up a Pikmin spinoff because you can't really put Pikmin on the 3DS as a full game. I mean, they could probably make it work, but not Pikmin 3 without making a whole new thing. So they go on to make Pikmin, uh, sorry, Hey Pikmin on the 3DS. Guess how many copies? 400 40,000. Like, every time the Pikmin team puts out a game, it's just face palms. Like, a few months later, seeing all the sales. It's bad. Then they're like, okay. The Wii U, not great. It didn't sell well. It's just kind of there. Let's go ahead. Let's, let's take our great Pikmin game, Pikmin 3, and put it on the Switch. Surely. Surely it has to do better. Surely, surely Pikmin 3 Deluxe will be the start of a brand new leaf. It turned over a new leaf. 2.23 million. Dude, it's not a Like, that's way better. That's the best-selling Pikmin game so far. But it's like, it's not this, like, household series that it could be. It, it's just not. For reference... 
I think Luigi's Mansion has sold over 10 million copies. That's a way bigger franchise. Or series. I mean, so where do you... Pikmin 4? How many copies does Pikmin 4 sell? Well, you would think... Pikmin 3, great game. Pikmin 4 should sell more than Pikmin 3. Especially because it's not a... um, remake or a remaster I should say it's not a remaster I don't think Pikmin 4 breaks 4 million units dude or or copies rather I don't think so 4.5 okay realistically it doesn't break 5 million like like really like I would bet the house on that it doesn't break 4 point or sorry 5 and if you look at Pikmin Pikmin 4 I was debating on whether or not to even put Pikmin in the title because engagement on their YouTube isn't like, it's not the greatest that it could be. So they're, I believe this was their like little teaser trailer when they announced the uh, release date and that was, that has 2 million views. Great. That's, that's pretty good. Their newest trailer only has 600 K. In the first, what I believe is one week. Which, once again, I don't want... Like, I haven't pulled 600k on a trail. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's 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 a good number. But look at Tears of the Kingdom. Like, it's not it's not this, this household name that everyone is, like, looking forward to, you know? It's, it's just not. Out of the 120 million Switch owners, two million bought Pikmin 3 Deluxe and in total that game sold quick math quick math that would be two three million thirty five three point three five million copies it's just wait no sorry I compared that wrong no 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 that's three that's one three 3.5, 3.5 million copies. Quick math right here, guys, on the Mario Matter. So Pikmin 4, actually, you know, when you put it like that, it it might break like 5.5, but it's just not this household name, and I don't want to be seen as like some Pikmin hater. I really don't, but it's at a point where like there needs to be some shift in the Pikmin 4 series. Or, sorry, in the Pikmin series. There's got to be a shift. Because, like, 80% saying they will not buy the game. Now, granted, I said buy the game in July. It's just, like, it's just bad. It's really, really bad. Now, I'm looking forward to Pikmin 4. It should be a great game. It should be great. I will play it. I will beat it. I won't 100% it because that can be tricky sometimes to 100% a Pikmin game, but we will see just how good or just how bad Pikmin games truly are. I'm a little worried. We'll see though. Anyways, that's my Pikmin 4 piece on the whole game and everything and all the news. Man, now speaking of things not happening. Did I even mention things not, not happening? I don't know. Speaking of things, falling short. Put it that way. Pikmin 4 sales fall short. Speaking of things that fall short, 
Nintendo Direct. Okay, what is going on with, 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 with Directs? What is going on? I don't even know. Dur oh, Directs? Nintendo Directs? Are these even like still a thing? I'm kidding. But that is what our next segment talks about. Let's go. Alright guys, can we please just like discuss what the heck is going on with Nintendo Direct? What is actually happening here? Like, do you know what's happening? Because because I don't. So, let's walk you through. If you don't even know what a Nintendo Direct is, what is Nintendo Direct? Well, this is a presentation held by Nintendo to announce new games and new all sorts of things. New consoles, maybe. New console, new special edi special edition consoles. You know, whatever. It's Nintendo's time to shine. We... If we're lucky, get about three a year, sometimes two. I'm not sure if there's ever been one. At least one at the start of the year, and there's always one in September. They show off new games, they announce new things. Now, they're, you know, one of those spots, the three times a year, is summer. And as I just said, there's always one at the start and always one in September. The iffy one recently has been the Summer Direct. Last year, we did not have a Summer Full Direct. We had a Mini Direct. The year before that, we did have a Full Summer Direct. What the heck is happening this year? So, I want to discuss this. Here are all of our options for a Nintendo Direct this summer and we even have rumors and stuff that are actually kind of credible we'll discuss those our options for any showcase this summer is an indie world showcase which is where they show off indie studio games which are you know indie studios are like small teams making games it's an indie world showcase a mini nintendo direct a pikmin 4 direct a pokemon presents which is not a direct, so to speak, but it's some sort of Nintendo-related presentation, you know? Or the classic, as you know it, full direct. It's one of these. What What will it be? Is it, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be at all? Does anybody know? Okay, well, maybe someone does know, right? Like, okay, we got a few rumors. One really, really backed, one's like true, and then one is credible, but not confirmed. So, June 7th, we heard that Jeff Grubb, who actually leaked the last date of the uh, Direct that happened in February. He said, you know, it's happened in this week, and it happened. So, I'm going to go off his rumor until he's no longer credible. Jeff Grubb is hearing that some sort of direct, whether it be a Pikmin direct, whether it be a full direct, whether it be a mini direct, will be in July. That's what he's hearing. And we'll go off his rumors until he's no longer credible or gets, you know, something kind of off. He's, he's, he's also leaked, like, the Metroid stuff, and it happened. So I'm going off his rumor, something in July. Then a real rumor. It's, it's, sorry, it's not even a rumor. It's a real thing. What happened on June 8th? Is there is a web page in, in uh, Japan, or I guess a Japan web page, for Nintendo Directs. The HTML, the data on the site, has been updated. Now, that sounds like nothing, right? It sounds like, 
you know, a little, you know, they're just changing it. They're making it look nice. No, no, no. This only happens when there is a direct. Based on history, there is always a direct when, when that happens. Not like the next day or anything, but there's always something like within the next month, maybe two at the most. There's always something when the direct web page gets updated. Now, once again, that could be in July, and I feel like July would be likely because you might know, you might you know remember, there was a mini direct uh, late last June. It was late June of 2022. If I'm not wrong, it was June 30th. And so I feel like around that time, they like doing mini shows. So it could even bleed into early July is when we could see a you know mini direct or even a full direct, whatever it may be. We don't really ever get directs like like full directs in July. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe it's happened like years ago, but not in the past three years. Uh, I should say two years. That's how long I've been like really like paying attention. So in the last two years or so, no real July direct. Mini ones, you know, indie world mini direct, nothing big, no no proper direct. And so what the heck is gonna happen? Here's what I think will happen. Here's my input and what I know. I, as hopeful as I want to be, and all the feelings that I'm feeling, and the feeling that I have that there will be a direct, I don't think there will be a direct in June. At least not in June. Here's why. They have already announced everybody want to switch. And they've also announced the pastel Joy-Cons for the summer. That doesn't 110% rule out a Direct happening in June, but it does certainly make that Direct a bit weaker as you could have announced those two things in the Direct. And also, everybody wants to switch because it was Shadow Dropped and, and you know, announced alone. It, it really could have been disguised in the Direct. Like, it could have been like one of those games... They show off a bit later, and because you have so many cool games coming out, you kind of forget about the one that is everybody wants to switch. You would kind of forget. And so, if I was Nintendo, like they didn't seem too proud to announce everybody wants to switch, because on their Twitter, it, it, you know, it doesn't say like jump into the party and play every and play one two switch coming out on June thirtieth. It doesn't say that. It just says, "Sup guys, everybody wants to switch." will be released on June 30th. That was it. They didn't seem too excited. It was like a more of a mandatory, let's just do it. For some games, it's like, you know, dive into the new Animal Crossing game and enjoy the paradise. It wasn't like that at all. So I think they should have disguised it in a direct. And because there is not going to be a direct, it looks like they just had to do it. They had to put it out there. That's what I think is going on. So... Yes, I will definitely put myself out there and say there will be some sort of direct this summer. Not a full one. My guess is not a full one, but a Pikmin 4 direct within the next month. Or a mini direct or an Indie World showcase or something like that. I think there will be something something like that. Now, the last Pokemon Presents, if we can look at my live streams because I streamed it, was uh, was three months ago. The last Indie World was one month ago. So it's going to be really, really soon for an Indie World. 
It's going to be soon because that would be that was April 19th. So that would be just over two months later should they put out an indie world. If they put out a Pokemon Presents, you know, it's not totally associated. Like, that's not a direct. That's a It's a whole different thing. It's a Pokemon Presents. That's not a direct. So that's totally different. I don't know what will go on there. Uh, I think the best bet, I mean, they've shown off enough of, you know, enough about Pikmin 4. All they have to do that's left for Pikmin is put out a five-minute overview trailer, which they do for most games. If you search, uh, animal crossing, you know, it's not a best, that's not, not a good example. Search up Pikmin 3, Pikmin 3 overview trailer, overview. Uh, oh shoot. Is there one? That could be a bad example too. Okay. Sorry. Uh, search up, uh, let's see. Mario, Mario golf overview trailer. They here, here, they make these like five minute trailers that go into depth on the game and show some some cool gameplay i believe that is all pikmin 4 really needs they've started to do that sort of recently they'll you know for the kirby kirby's return to dreamland deluxe they put out an overview trailer for metroid prime remastered overview you know they they put out overviews i think they'll do that they won't put out a direct for an entire game unless there's too much to go into like for example i don't believe animal crossing got an, got an overview it was a full direct because there's so much to jump into with pikmin 4 i don't think there's that much to go into where you need more than five minutes therefore i think you do an overview trailer i don't think it's going to be a whole direct on pikmin i think your safest bet is a mini nintendo direct now i'm searching that right now the last one was I correct? Was it on June 30th? It was on June 28th of last year. Some games that were shown off in there were the likes of Minecraft Legends, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Sonic Frontiers, uh, Pac-Man World Repack, Mega Man. You know, it's a lot of cool games. It's like a third-party showcase. You know, there's no Nintendo games in there, but it's all like... It, okay, okay, okay. It's no A-tier Nintendo games, but it's no indie world games that, that you might not like it's like right in the middle it's third-party cool stuff coming to switch it's like those games in the middle of proper directs that are not nintendo games but they're like kind of quality games it's like a whole direct of those so basically a direct with no nintendo games anyways i think that's what we will most likely get this summer I think it'll be in in July because they did that one. You know, we've already said this. It'll be in late June, early July. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, something to tie tie us over in the wait to September for the Direct. Anyways, we'll have to see. Now, maybe there will be a Direct announced on June 14th, and I totally missed all the news. You know, I missed it. I did this podcast one day early as they all come out on Wednesday. I missed it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe announced tomorrow on Thursday. I don't know. I totally could have missed all the news. But I really don't think that'll be the case. I think this summer later on, no proper direct, but a direct in general. Anyways, that's that. Uh, That's the direct talk. (sighs) You let me know what you think is going to happen. Comment down below. Respond to the poll on Spotify. Whatever you need to do, do it. Let me know what you think is going to happen. Anyways, let's get to the best 
segment of the of the podcast, the answering your question segment, where we answer your questions as if it wasn't in the title. Let's go. Now answering your questions, you know how this little segment works. We go through, we answer your questions, 10 from YouTube, 10 from Discord. If you want to ask me a question, there are two ways. One, you can go on my YouTube community tab every Sunday where I will post like, hey, I hope you're well. Uh, you can comment your questions here. It'll premiere on this day on, on this day at this time. You know, whatever. Comment your questions there on the community post posted every Sunday. Or if that's, you know, not too easy to, to check back every Sunday, what you can do is comment your questions in my Discord server link in description. Uh, you, you can comment your question there any day of the week and you can then have me answer it on the podcast. I take 10 from YouTube, 10 from Discord because I am a one-man group. I can only get to so many. 20 questions out of like 150 is pretty good. And if you are not getting your, your question answered, feel free to become a channel member for $1.99. You can not only get exclusive Mario Matter episodes that do not include news but talking about other topics... You also get priority question asking on the podcast. So what I would do is I would go to the membership tab. I can hit earn memberships. And let's see, do we have any comments from members? It appears we do not. So anyways, here we go with the questions. Our first one comes from YouTube from Eric Garza. He asks, if Nintendo were to a direct, I'm guessing were to host a direct in the coming week or two, What's the games you're either expecting to see or want to be there? So, I'll I'll give you one of each. Expecting to see something Mario Sports. Just because, one, that's a series that you can make that will reliably do decent. You know, we, we see Mario Tennis Aces. We see Mario Golf, which, which didn't do as well, but did decent. Uh, if you bring back Mario Baseball which I believe many, many loved, especially because there's no Wii Sports Baseball or Switch Sports Baseball. If you bring back Mario Baseball, I think that'll be a hit. I will say I expect Mario Baseball, whether it be like like a Mario Sports mix, a Mario Sports Superstars, whether it be like a long, big compilation of sports, I expect some Mario Baseball in some way. Then what do I want to see? I mean, my, my answer to you is Punch-Out or Tomodachi Life. One of those two. I can't decide what I want more. Oh, that's so tough. Oh, gosh. Maybe a new Punch-Out because... Okay, 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 well, okay, put it this way. A Punch-Out for Switch, not a Wii remake or remaster, or a Tomodachi Life 2. Like, brand new, not ports. What do I want more? That's so rough. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can't, I, I have no clue. I have zero idea. Like, they are both loved equally. Oh my. Maybe Tomodachi Life because, like, it's more of an evergreen game. Once you play Punch-Out, you're, you're, you're not going to play it much after you beat it. Uh, I guess for that reason, Tomodachi Life. But, dude, it's so close. I mean, you, you know, you can obviously go back and play Punch-Out. But, like, you aren't, you know, you're less likely to, I guess. Whereas for a game like Animal Crossing or, or Tomodachi Life... You know, there's reason to go and play it over and over and day after day. Anyways, next, Advent asks, or, you know, it's ADVNT. I assume it goes to Advent. 
That's the username. They ask, do you think Pikmin 4 will be one of the best Switch games? And did you, or, or are you going to pre-order it? So, I did pre-order it at GameStop, unfortunately, as they have no current pre-order bonus right now. Uh, will it be one of the best Switch games? In terms of sales, no. We discussed it in the segment. Uh, in, ter- in terms of sales, no. Pikmin 4 will not be one of the best. I'll, I'll, I'll be shocked if it breaks into the top 15. Shocked. Like, really, really shocked. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of best Switch games, like, will it be a hidden gem that, you know, no one bought, but is like one of the best games, I think, like one of my favorite games ever? Eh, it'll, it'll be good. It'll, it'll definitely be good, but I don't, I don't think it'll be like this great, great game, hidden gem kind of thing. It'll, it'll be good. It'll be a great game, I'm sure. But hard to say. Then, Applesauce. On the topic of Amiibos. Uh, oh, because oh, the uh, post post that I made had an image about a man buying Rosalina Amiibos to, like, you know, kind of hate buy it to prevent fans from buying it. So, they said, on the topic of Amiibos, if you could make any Nintendo slash other character into a retail Amiibo, who would you pick? Okay, so... By retail amiibo, do you mean like a, I mean, I guess not amiibo figure. So just a character, not an amiibo yet. Um, okay, well, Animal Crossing favorite series, all of them have amiibos in the form of cards. So if you meant, okay, okay. If you meant amiibo figure, I'd, I'd give you Wardell from Animal Crossing, but that's not what you mean, I don't think. So in terms of amiibo, I mean, who doesn't have an amiibo at this point? I would guess somebody from Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, this is a spoiler. Mm, okay, I can't say this. I won't spoil it. Okay, I will not spoil anything for you. But how do I even say it though? I know the answer. How do I how do I communicate it without spoiling anything? Okay. Um. Oh my gosh, how do you say it? One of the sages. Okay, put it this way: the biggest sage. From Tears of the Kingdom. Who, whoever that is. The biggest sage from Tears of the Kingdom. Can I... Their their name ends with a U. Can I say that? I, I pray that is not a spoiler. But that should give you pretty good context clues there. Then Advent asks, What would you say is the best Donkey Kong Country game? The best one I would say... I mean, there's a lot. I'd probably say the one on the Wii U, Tropical Freeze, honestly. That's 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 my favorite for sure. Then William asks, "Do you think Nintendo will ever make another game in the Punch-Out series?" Oh, snap. We just we just discussed this. Or at, at the very least, port Punch-Out Wii to the Switch. It's so rough because I remember like I saw this clip pop up, and this is so weird. It's from, I think, Logan Paul's podcast, where he had Mike Tyson on, who who has Mike Tyson Punch-Out, and they got to talking about the, the Punch-Out games, and Mike Tyson, who once again has his own Punch-Out, he knows something, he says, we're gonna make another one. That was 2020. It's 2023. 
Could that game be in development or be close to being done? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he wouldn't lie about that if, you know, he had real intentions. And that was one of the first things that he said when the topic of Punch-Out came out, came up. So I would think maybe it's in the works. You know, obviously he is not, he is obviously not Nintendo or even making the game, but he might know something. So therefore, do I think that there will be another game in the series or at the very least support? Do I think so? No, I don't. Just because you would think they've, they've done it by now uh, with the six years of the Switch. Not to mention, they kind of might see ARMS as a replacement for Punch-Out. So it's hard to say if I had to bet money on it, I'd say no. I'd say no. Unfortunately, you know, I won it, but unfortunately. Then Cassandra, DS or 3DS family? Uh, family as in consoles or family as in like consoles and, and games? Consoles and games... DS consoles like the entire line of consoles and special editions and models 3DS for sure. You have so many special 3DSs, 2DSs which are a part of the th- of the 3DS family. You have so much more variety with 3DS consoles. So, in terms of consoles, 3DS in, ter- in terms of consoles and games and everything, DS. Because the, the DS games undefeated. Uh, you know, for the most part th- 3DS games are amazing. But for how changing and how revolutionary the DS games were, I'll say DS. Then, uh, Kugel Stitch asks, what is the best boss experience you ever had? So like a boss battle, uh, recently, it's so hard not to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. Like, when is it socially acceptable to discuss Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom? When is it acceptable? Someone let me know. But anyways, apart from that game, that's one of them. I would probably say New Super Mario Bros. Wii U. Uh, so, sorry, that's New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, not because the boss was hard or like crazy, but because, you know, I was obviously a lot younger when that game came out. That was over 10 years ago. And it, it was so fun. The entire game was so fun to the point where I was like so much so anticipating fighting the boss who was who was you know obviously bowser and because i was like so excited for it that made it a you know a very fun boss battle and what's even better is i posted on meverse after it like yeah i beat it guys it's 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 awesome you know so meverse even like made it cooler as well so there's that mario bros you then marsh asks who is the best princess peach Daisy or Waluigi? Oh, Waluigi for sure. No, I'm kidding. Out of those two, I, w- I would like to include Rosalina. But out of those two, you know, I'll give you Peach. I'll give you Peach. I'll, I'll say Peach. No real reason. I guess Peach is just more of an icon and that kind of registers more with me. So I'll give you Peach. Then Octo T asks if you had to get rid of one character. From the Mario series, which one would be gone and why? Okay, so what do we count as a Mario character? Super Mario characters. Like, do we count, like, enemies too? Okay, the official home of Mario characters. Official Nintendo website. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Bowser, Yoshi, Daisy, Wario, Waluigi, Rosalina, Bowser Jr., Boo, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong. That is a, that is some slim choices. Okay, so out of those, like, 
12 or so. I'm not counting all of it. Out of those characters, that's that's tough because those are all like the household names. It's it's going to be Boo or Bowser Jr. Oh, gee, just get Bowser Jr. out of here. It's Bowser Jr. What does he do? He's an enemy. He's Bowser, but he's not. I don't hate him. But out of all these, Rosalina, Waluigi, Mario, Daisy, Mario, Luigi, get Bowser Jr. out of here. Boo's an icon. Bowser Jr., you can go. We we already have a bigger version of you. That's like watching Nick Jr. or Nickelodeon. You're picking Nickelodeon. So, you'll pick Nickelodeon. And for that reason, I'm going Bowser Jr., who is kind of like the Nick Jr., out of here. Out of there. Then Mint Choco Cookie, this is our last YouTube question. What game do you think has the best amiibo? Like best amiibo support or best figures? I'll answer both so then I don't leave you empty-handed. Best support, I would say, is Smash Bros. Because you can train, sorry, you can train your amiibo and level it up and save it back to the actual figure. I think that, that little process is so neat and cool. So I'll say Smash there. The other answer, which has the coolest amiibo, might also be Smash. Uh, I'm trying to think outside the box here. Outside the box, looking at my amiibo right now. I mean, I don't have too many Smash amiibo. I don't. I don't, I don't have too many. I have a Donkey Kong and a Mario and a Incineroar. <sighs> Am I biased if I say Animal Crossing because it's my favorite series? No, because they aren't like that cool. They aren't like super cool. I'll say Smash, man. The the way that, that you can change out the Game & Watch amiibo, the detail put into some of the newer ones, the Steve and Alex amiibo come from the Smash amiibo. Like, I'd say probably Smash for both of them. Then, from Discord, Mir Astonishment asks, which is your favorite Splatoon? Favorite Splatoon is definitely Splatoon 3. Then Splatoon 1 because of the because of nostalgia. Splatoon 2 is better feature-wise, but because of nostalgia, Splatoon 1, then Splatoon 2. And also the Splatoon 1 time, like like that period of my life was so fun. So that's kind of why it fits in at, at number two. Then Shrimp Pole. Which video game series will you like to see come back, whether that be first party or third party games? Okay. I mean, punch out for one of them. I'm mean, punch out, uh, punch out Mario Baseball, uh, Chibi Robo, which people hate Chibi Robo. I don't want a Chibi Robo Ziplash. Chibi Robo Ziplash is a poor game, and I can admit that. I'm talking the old Chibi Robo games, like for the GameCube or the DS, Park Patrol, or the first Chibi Robo. Those were actually like kind of cool, you know. Those ones were pretty cool. So I'll say Chibi Robo, Mario Baseball, or Punch Out. One of those. Then Spider-Man India asks, "What is your opinion on Crocs?" That one is a joke. Okay, so that question was a joke. I mean, Crocs are cool. Um, and then which Mario game is the best and worst in your opinion that you've played? Yeah, I mean, I think I've been asked this. Worst one, I resort to Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Just not enough content and not a great game. Then best one, um, I feel like this answer changes all the time with, you know, what I've played recently or, or like, you know, what I've thought about recently. 
But as of today, my answer stands Super Mario 3D World. Uh, I do also like, you know, Mario Galaxy. I do like Mario Odyssey, obviously. But one that comes to mind that I do like a lot and, you know, was was in that great Splatoon time period of my life and I have some great uh, nostalgia with, Mario 3D World. Got it for Christmas. It was a great time. Anyways, there's that. Then Yam Yam asks, Why are you obsessed with Donkey Kong having chest hair? I'm just curious. Nothing ill-intentioned. So, if you are confused by that question, I did a video on my main channel where I was uh, discussing why there's not been a Donkey Kong game in forever. In that video, I made several jokes whenever I could about Donkey Kong not having chest hair. I'm not obsessed with it. It was purely a shtick for the video, a little kind of joke part of the video, several times, so I'm not obsessed, but he should have chest hair, really, though. Where does it go? Does he shave it every single photo shoot, every render of him online in the games? He has no chest hair. He's on top of that. And then, Dorok asks, is it smart to buy Animal Crossing New Horizons now? And if so, why not? Oh, sorry, if no, why not? Um... So, the game itself, yeah, smart to buy. But here's the thing. I'll go out on a limb and say no. Now, you might be like, what the heck are you saying? Animal Crossing New... I get it. It's my favorite Switch game of all time. I understand where you're, where, where you're coming from. Here's my thinking, though. I would say we're getting to the end of the Switch's lifetime. What happens around then? Games not only go on sale, but they are labeled under the Nintendo Selects category. So if you do not know, Nintendo will eventually label some of their best-selling games and best games as Nintendo Selects. Kind of a way to promote the games, put them in new packaging. And because of that, they're a lot cheaper. Typically around half off, like 3DS games went from 40 bucks to 20 bucks. So, I'd say no, it's not smart to buy it right now. I definitely would recommend buying it, and you definitely could, because there's no guarantee it'll be one of those uh, select games. But, should it be one of those games, in the last Animal Crossing game, Animal Crossing New Leaf was one of those games on the 3DS, I feel pretty strongly, if there are any games that are select games, Animal Crossing New Horizons would be one of them. So, therefore, you could get it half off in like a year or two, which is a long time, which is why I would recommend buying it now just to buy it and have it. But, you know, it could be sooner than we think. You know, selects could be right around right, right around the corner, revealed in the September Direct. Who knows? But, yeah, it could, it, it could easily go half off within the next year or so. I, I, I could be totally wrong. I, I could be wrong. I could be incorrect. We'll see, though. Then SparkZ asks, what is your favorite special edition Switch OLED? Keep up the great content. Thank you so much. Favorite special OLED? Uh, the Splatoon 3 one. If I had to buy any of them right now, I would buy the Splatoon 3 Switch OLED. Uh, second would obviously be Tears of the Kingdom. That one is amazing. Uh, I just like the, the, the more vibrant colors of the Splatoon OLED. And that's just me. Then Gregory asks, hey M Swizzle. Love your videos. I'm thinking of getting into another Nintendo franchise. What franchise should I get it? Should I get get to and why? I, I assume get into and why. For example, Zelda, Pikmin, Metroid. Yeah, so which franchise should you get into? So I don't know what you're already into. 
But a few that I could recommend would be Animal Crossing. I feel like everyone needs some Animal Crossing in their life. You have that there. Uh, Pikmin would be one of them. I'm currently getting into, into Pikmin right now. And it's it's fun so far. It's a bit challenging, but I'd say Pikmin. Um, I assume that you already play Zelda. I assume that, that you already play Mario. I assume that you already play, you know, the A tier stuff like like Mario Party. I'd probably just recommend, I don't know. I'd probably recommend you those two. Animal Crossing and the other one was Pikmin. Then Gregory also asks, do you think we will get a game dedicated to the Mario Bros. movie? Uh, I think so, man. You know, a lot of movies get games, or games get movies. Like, for example, a game got a movie in uh, Detective Pikachu. That got a movie. Uh, Lego Movie got a game, and that was a pretty good game. Uh, You see The Incredibles movie getting a Lego game. You know, movies get games, and I do think uh, a Mario movie game would be very, very cool. It'd be very cool, really cool. And because of the great success the movie did... I don't doubt if they made the game well enough, it would it would sell well too. So, yeah. Then the Hollow Turtle asks, What's better, one amiibo or multiple amiibo cards for the same price? Um, so one amiibo will run you about 12, 13 bucks. Multiple cards will run you a dollar a card, historically, like with the Animal Crossing cards. So you're asking me one figure or 12 amiibo cards. So, two packs. Mm. It depends what it does. I mean, the only cards that are being sold nowadays are the Animal Crossing ones. Those come back in stock here and there. Um, it just depends on what, what you're interested in. It'll also depend on what Amiibo you're thinking of buying. So, if you're a big Animal Crossing fan, like it's your favorite game, one of your favorite games anyway... Uh, buy the cards because you you get you kind of get a lot more fun out of it. If you make all twelve cards houses in Happy Home Paradise, that's a whole lot of content. Whereas one figure is very cool; you can display it. But it depends what figure we're talking about here. Um, yeah, it depends. But if you're a big Animal Crossing fan, definitely go for the cards. If you're not, go for the figure, whatever it may be. Two more questions left. Matthew the Great asks. Hey, Mr. Swizzlecake, do you think the next console will have Joy-Con-like detachable controllers? And do you think they will be as hated? Um, it depends. I mean, if they do a hybrid console, definitely. Because once you start with detachable Joy-Cons, you can't, like, go back from it. So, if it's hybrid and not a home console or a total handheld console, yes. Um, will they be as hated? No, because I think after six years, they will... You know, they'll, they'll they'll find a better way of doing it. Like, they'll either make the Joy-Cons a bit more girthier and, you know, durable. Or they'll make a whole new controller. I don't know. I don't think they'll be as hated, though. Because you, you can only really improve from Joy-Cons. So, yeah. If it's hybrid, I think it'll have Joy-Con-like controllers. Then, Steak Edits asks, Do you think the Zelda movie is going to be any good... Um, I don't want it to be a movie, but should it be a movie? I think it'll be good. Like, good. Not great. Not the best thing ever. Good. Good range. Good. 
Therefore, 7 out of 10, 7.5, 6.5, it'll be in the good range. But not like over average or, you know, excellent rather. Um, and if it is, fair play. Great, but I don't think it will be. Anyways, that is it for all of the questions on the Mario Matter. Once again, if you did not get your question answered, feel free. Uh, if you would like to monetarily support, you can become a channel member for $1.99. There are, you know, higher tiers tiers as well that'll also get you this. But paying $1.99 a month will guarantee your question answered. Not only that, but we'll also answer it first. Not only that, you'll also get exclusive Mario Matter episodes that nobody else sees not even just that you'll have a shout out at the end of the videos as you can see on screen we have shout outs rolling you'll you'll have your name here in every video apart from shorts because shorts can't really do that so you have all that thank you all so much for watching or listening if you're on youtube please leave us a like if you're on spotify apple whatever it may be if you can leave us a positive rating we would very much appreciate that. It takes five seconds. Click, five star, boom. So thank you so much. I love you all. Thank you to all of our channel members. Thank you to our listeners. I'll see you all next time for Mari Matter episode 43. I love you all. Thank you. Adios.